Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, this is Nadia from Cold Chamber, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Molson Canadian presents Heavy Montreal, August 7th, 8th and 9th. Outdoors at Park Jean Trapeau, featuring Slipknot, Faith No More, Corn, and Alexis on Fire. Three full days of rock and metal with Lamb of God, Iggy Pop, No FX, Lita Ford, and many more. Festival passes on sale now. For the full festival lineup, visit HeavyMontreal.com. Produced by Avenco. Hey, this is Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. On today's show, we have Nadia Poland from Coal Chamber checking in with us. We're going to talk to her all about Heavy Montreal, where Coal Chamber will be playing in August. I'm not sure if it's the 7th or 8th that they play. I need to check the, the schedule. But they are part of Heavy Montreal this this year and also part of Heavy Montreal, Mitch LaFon, who is today's co-host. How are you, Mitch? Good, doing very well, actually. Uh, always a pleasure to join you on Talking Metal. Yeah, well, it's always great having you on the show. And we are going to be hanging live at Heavy Montreal doing podcasts and streaming and all sorts of fun stuff from the event, August 7th, 8th, and 9th. Who are you psyched to see? Who, who are some of your uh, favorite bands that are going to be on the bill this year? Well, you know what? Uh, first of all, Cold Chamber is August 9th on the Sunday. They're, they're part of the big grand finale, right? They're like the fireworks of the festival. But um, for me, honestly, uh, I was really excited about Warrant and Lita Ford and Dawkins because I love those guys. I know those guys. And I love... But then they announced Extreme, and that just got me worked up. Uh, I think going to see Extreme in a little tiny club in Montreal would be sort of anticlimactic and sort of like, oh, do I go, don't I go? 
But to see them on a big stage with like 30,000 fans in the audience doing their entire porno graffiti album, I think it's going to be a trip. I mean, this is going to be absolutely fantastic. Do you know that I've never seen Extreme Live, which is unbelievable? It's because uh, I've always well, liked them. I like Nuno. I like his playing. I think he's just a brilliant guitar player. But I, I've honestly never seen them live. So that is also one of the uh, the bands I'm very excited to see at Heavy Montreal. Yeah, you know, I can't blame you for not seeing them. They haven't really toured extensively in the last 20 years. A few shows here and there, but they've been off the road. I saw them twice actually in my life. Oh. So, um, once at a club in Montreal called Le Brick. Okay. Oh my God, it was a club that maybe sat or stood, you know, 250 people or something. And it was a hot, hot, sweaty night. Great, great performance. And then they came back on their, um, what was that album? Waiting for a Punchline, I think the album was called. Uh, they played the Metropolis in Montreal. And that was the tour where they decided we're not playing more than words anymore because we don't want to be the more than words guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they, they played all the other songs and you could sort of see that the crowd was there to hear the more than word song and then they didn't do it. Now, as a fan, I was sort of happy that we had the sort of more diehard set list, but you could sort of see that there was a general, you know, sort of a, huh, right. from everybody afterwards. You know, the show ended and the lights came on. People just went, yeah, okay. No, uh, no more than words, huh? Okay. Anyway, if you go back to my Gary Sharon interview on episode 119 of One on One, we talked about that. And he went, yeah, you know what? He didn't say this word, but he was sort of went, yeah, we were being dicks. We, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, and but, there's some footage of, of Steven Tyler doing that, I think, with Nuno Betancourt, uh, mm-hmm. online, which, I, which is pretty cool, worth, yep. uh, worth checking out. Um, having said that, uh, let's, uh, let's get into another band that I'm totally psyched to see at Heavy Montreal. This is Cold Chamber, and this is the title track off the new record, Rivals, and it's going to be followed with the bassist of Cold Chamber, the beautiful Nadia, here on Talking Metal. Rivals, followed by my interview with Nadia. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Mark Striegel from Talking Metal and calling in on the line. We have Nadia Poland from Cold Chamber. How are you? Great. How are you? I am good, and I'm very excited. In less than a month, actually, I guess two, three weeks away, I'm going to check you guys out. In Montreal, I'm flying up to Montreal to see the great three-day hard rock, heavy metal, punk rock festival, Heavy Montreal and Cold Chamber is one of the bands I'm really excited to to see play there. When when was the last time you were in Montreal? Oh my God, that must have been. Who? Well, it was either in '99 or in 2001 or two. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. It's been a long time. I mean, we we were just in Toronto on uh, the last U.S. run, and then went up to Canada, but uh, didn't make it to Montreal. Right on. Well, you mentioned... We're looking forward to that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm looking forward to it, too. It's going to be just a great three-day festival, and you guys are a big part of it. And you mentioned 99 and and 2002, which Mm -hmm. were times you were out touring with with Cold Chamber. And Cold Chamber is back together after like a 13-year hiatus but let's talk about your history with the band um okay. this is really your first the, the record rivals which came out recently is your first record with the band but having said that you still have quite a history with the band can you talk about that history yeah sure i mean uh, i came to the band in 99 originally filling in for reina who was pregnant at the time 
And um, I toured pretty much the entire touring cycle of the Chamber uh, Music album. So that was almost like a pretty much a year. And then um, after that, they went into the studio and recorded Dark Days, and Raina left, and then I came back to do all the touring for the Dark Days album. So basically, I, I toured the last couple of records live, and you know, then we broke up, and now we're back with this new album, and you know, it's three times a charm. <laughs> yeah. And the record you know, is... So yeah, this is my first record that I've recorded with the guys, and um, you know... It's been it's been really good. So I've been um it's it's nice for me to finally like be on the album also, you know, after all this history of touring with them. Yeah, I mean cuz you have such a long history with them and Rivals an incredibly strong record. We uh, we just got to to check out the new video that you guys released which which looks awesome. Can you talk a little bit about that uh where it was shot? Yeah, it was shot at Coco in London. And that was um, the last UK show that we did on this past run. After that, we went to uh, Europe for like five more shows. But yeah, it, it was a sold out night, and um, it was just a really good show. And um, I, I didn't even actually at the time I knew they were shooting it, but I didn't know it was for the Rivals video. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure somebody told me, and it probably just slipped my mind, you know. And it looks like you got but, a c- camera like on the the headstock of your base. Is that true? Yeah. Like a GoPro. Yeah, or they put that on there, and I wasn't sure. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I was kind of worried that I would ruin their camera, but they didn't seem to care, and it stayed on there the whole time. So, you know, it was cool. My first, my first uh, GoPro moment right. with camera on base. <laughs> nice, and we will have that video linked in today's show notes on Talking Metal for the for the listeners. Uh, let's talk about what you've personally been up to uh, since the last Cold Chamber tour ended back in 2002. What have you been uh, doing these past 13 years? Oh, good question. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's, um, it's probably hard to, to answer in, in a short period, but, you know, just a condensed two-minute, three-minute version. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been doing, you know, a few things besides just, you know, living life, um, I started my T-shirt company in 2002, right after we broke up, which is called Cool Tees. And uh, back then, I was selling uh, to Hot Topic stores, so I was really involved in in just designing and you know producing shirts, basically merchandise. And then um, I did some stuff for our old label, Roadrunner Records. You know, I did the Roadrunner United project, which was really cool. I actually recorded on that album, and we did like a live DVD and some show in New York for that, which cool. was cool. And um, what else did I do? I don't know. I I appeared in a couple of Cypress Hill videos. I uh, I did my own band in L.A. for a while. So, you know, just a little bit of everything. You know, if I don't work on music, I'm usually involved in some sort of an art project, whether it's designing clothing or painting or, you know, whatever. And other than that, you know, I do yoga, <laughs> which is... Maybe not what you want to hear, but that's pretty much, you know, that's what I do. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you, you mentioned the T-shirts. Uh, what's the current status of your T-shirt company? Um, well, I'm starting it up again. You know, I kind of uh, swayed away from that a few years ago. Um, and I think now it's like I'm ready to just kind of get back into it. You know, currently I just have a few shirts and a couple of little items available on my personal website. But I will start the Cruelties website again as well, 
probably within the next few weeks, you know, a couple months at the most. And is this something like you would be looking to, you know, really take to the next level and get, get the T-shirts placed in stores like you used to and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. I definitely want to give it a go again and, you know, kind of see what happens and how much fun it's going to be. Right. Because it has to stay fun, otherwise I lose my interest. <laughs> cool. And, you know, the Cold Chamber reunion that's happening now, I, I, I guess my question is, is the, do you envision it as a permanent thing? Are you guys back together permanently, or are you back together just for one record and a tour? What's What do you envision the, the long-term status of Cold Chamber being? I mean, um, I'm hoping that this is going to be a permanent situation, you know, um, I don't know for sure, but that's, I think, what we're all planning on and what we're all working towards, you know. I definitely think we're going to do another record after, you know, this Rivals one that just came out. Um, you know, but we'll see what happens. But so far, so good. You know, we've been having a great time on tour. And um, I definitely think that we're going to start writing again at some point, probably in the new year. And when you recorded Rivals, were there other ideas that were kind of left behind and not included on the record that you, you may already kind of have a jump start on for another record with? Yeah, I mean, possibly. We definitely, we have more songs than are on the record. I mean, there's 12 songs on the record. You know, we had probably 20, 30 songs, something like that. So that is something we can revisit. I doubt that we would probably be using the songs as they were written at the time, probably maybe take a part of it and write something new because, you know, I think every record has a different vibe, you know, and and Rivals had this vibe because that's kind of how the, you know, just the energy and everything was at the time when we were doing it. And I think that, you know, for a new record, it will probably be a whole new perspective on things. So, but I'm not sure. I mean, you know, on Rivals, there ended up some songs on there that we actually did in, I believe it was 2009 or something, and they came back and they ended up on, on the album. So I guess you never really know, you know, it depends on on what works. Right on, right on. Well, as a fan, we hope it definitely uh, is a long-term thing. And, and Nadia, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Germany. I, uh, I grew up in Holland. And I've been in the States for a very long time. <laughs> cool. And what originally drew you to music? Was there a, a certain artist or band or person that maybe had an influence on you that made you want to pick up the bass? Um, well, I started out on the drums, and that just simply happened because I had uh, drums in music class in school, and uh, I just kind of was drawn to it. And... Um, from there, I kind of, you know, started playing with some people and jamming, and then I realized I wanted to be more into, like, songwriting. So then somebody actually gave me a bass, and that's how I started, you know, playing bass. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was always into music from a very young age. You know, my parents, you know, were very much into music. I grew up around all kinds of rock and roll, you know, classic rock, Motown, blues, whatever, you know, I grew up with all that kind of music, so it's always been there. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And at that young age, who were some of your favorite artists, uh, rock, Motown, you know? Um, I mean, 
at that time, I mean, I was listening, and I still do actually, listening to a lot of Leonard Skinner, nice. Grand Funk Railroad, Iggy and the Stooges, of course, and Bowie. You know, just that kind of stuff was mainly what I was listening to, but I have a broad variety of uh, of different artists that's in my, uh, well, now it's in my iTunes, but <laughs> so it's, I'm really all over the place, you know? Cool, and Iggy Pop will be on the same stage as you guys up at Heavy Montreal, so that'll be... Uh, on the same day? Uh, I'd have to check the schedule. I don't have it in front of me right now, but I know he yeah. is a part of the festival, so I have to, That's have to great. check that. Yeah, so it's going to be great. And well, maybe I can go say hi. <laughs> yeah, you should, and we'd love to have you uh, visit us back in the press tent. We will be doing uh, live podcasts from Heavy Montreal, so nice. you're welcome to stop by and bring Des and the guys. Yeah, we'd love to do that. Just remind us. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Or remind our tour managers that you can get on us. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, Cold Chamber at Heavy Montreal in August. We will be there. And Nadia, thanks for checking in with us on Talking Metal. Yeah, thank you very much. And see you soon. Bond, motherfucker. Bond. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker, burn!
will come out of that. What you just heard was the song Sway by Cold Chamber, some classic Cold Chamber, which I'd imagine you'd probably hear them play that song at Heavy Montreal on August 9th, as, as Mitch uh, mentioned earlier. That's the day they play the, the great Heavy Montreal Festival. And that particular song, Sway, actually doesn't have Nadia on bass. Um, it's really wild. I mean, she was a part of Cold Chamber back in the day, but she really only did the touring. And uh, I think not all the touring, certain tours she did. And this actually is the first Cold Chamber record that Nadia plays on, Rivals. That's kind of cool. So she yeah. she was swayed and into playing onto the album. That's, that's well, cool. yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess the the other bass player um, got pregnant at one point, so she had to sit a tour out. So they brought Nadia in. This is like back in '99 or something, and then eventually, I think she just left the band. So they brought Nadia back in 2002 to do the final Cold Chamber tour, and. Then they broke up, so Nadia really never got a chance to play on a record with them. So when they got back together, it was very cool for her that they were getting back together and bringing her back into the fold, but also totally awesome that this was the first time she really went into the studio with them and got to uh, express herself as a musician on the actual records. And The Rivals record is is a really strong record, guys, if you haven't heard it. And uh, again... Cold Chamber this year at Heavy Montreal. Mitch and I will both be there. And of course, Mitch, every time I have you on the show, I got to ask you yes. about, you know what, Kiss. So, my, my, <laughs> more Kiss talk. Yeah. Right. My story for today is my kids are really into Scooby Doo now. So, right. They they were asking me, oh, can, can you pull up some of those on demand Scooby Doo shows that we watch uh, before bedtime? Um, while they're having their bedtime snacks. So I said, sure. And I went on into Fios On Demand, Verizon Fios On Demand. And sure enough, there, I, I Google, or not Google, I search uh, Scooby-Doo. The first thing that comes up is Scooby-Doo and Kiss, the the Uh-oh. new movie, which was $20. On uh, You know, most of the Scooby-Doo stuff is free on Fios. But 20 bucks to rent it? No, to own it. I mean, it, you own it like, you know, in the virtual sense. But but yeah, so I can watch it whenever I want. So I, I did I did it. I probably shouldn't have, but I spent 20 bucks on it. And we watched the first 20 minutes before they, they went to bed. And I was expecting... <laughs> then you watch the rest after, right? Yeah, well, I'll watch the rest, yeah, at some point. But I was expecting a train wreck. And I, I must say, it kind of sucked me in. I, I, I thought it was... I, pretty good for a kid's cartoon and and uh was pleasantly surprised have, have you seen the scooby-doo kiss movie i have not i i pre-ordered it <laughs> right. on blu-ray because i think it's important that my kids get to watch it um <clears throat> that said no i haven't seen this i've seen the clips on on youtube there's you know there's a like minute here and a minute there and their little song that they do from it uh, you know, I, I listen. I, I expect it to be good. Kiss generally uh, puts out a good product, uh, except for you know the LA Kiss football team. But other stuff that they can control, uh, it's usually a good product. And Scooby Doo, 
Hanna-Barbera and all that, they put out good products. So I, I can't right. see it being a train wreck because they're both into quality control. It's, it's sort of like if Kiss did a movie with Marvel, you'd go, oh, Kiss is doing... But it's Marvel, so you'd know it would be good. So I, you know, I'm not surprised that it's good or entertaining and that they, they took time to go over the plot and the this and the that and the animation. Um, yeah, and I listen, I ordered it. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to getting it. I will watch it's cool. it. I mean, like I said, I only watched the first 20 minutes, but the whole opening credit sequence I thought was done really classy and kind of in like an old school, like kiss 70s way. And the one thing when you watch it, I, I'm fairly certain in the opening credits, they have, you know, rock and roll all night playing that it's the re-recorded version of rock and roll all night that they put out. Remember a couple years yep. back, they put out that, uh, that Walmart bonus. Disc. Yeah. I think it's that version, which would make oh, it ha- sense. It has to be. It, yeah. I'm sure that every song used is the re-record because that's exactly why they did the re-records for commercials and other exploitation. And yeah. then they don't have to pay uh, any former band members. And I don't mean just Ace and Peter because on that re-record, they, uh, what else did they do? Didn't they do, um, Tears are falling, or something like that. They where they re-recorded some Bruce right. Kulick stuff too. Um, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, probably- I'm, I'm fairly certain. If it's not that, it definitely sounded like a newer version of Rock and Roll All Night. Uh, it, it sounded good, but it it didn't it didn't sound like the original version of yeah. the song for sure. There, there's no way that it is the original version. I, I can guarantee that just knowing how the whole legalities and all the you know the publishing and all that works yeah they're using either those re-records or they re-recorded it again just for this but it's no way the original but hey yeah this is kiss i'll I'll take it you know people come down on the band for doing stuff like this i don't i think that's what made kiss fun in the first place is that they do this kind of project there are other things that i take issue with but well it's smart in a way because like you know i have a four and a six-year-old um, kid, all, my four-year-old's almost five, actually. So two little boys, and and they're they're they were really into it. You know, they 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 didn't want to shut it off, and and then they were right before my my f- almost five-year-old went to bed. He was talking about the Star Child, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and they don't use their names. There's no Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons or Tommy Thayer in the in the uh, Scooby-Doo Kiss movie. It's all. Star, Star Child. Child, the demon, you know, uh, so which is smart, you know, and and yep. and the, they're plant they're planting this seed. This is really the first time my two little kids have have been into Kiss, and and I mean they 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 after twenty minutes walked away, and I could tell that they were excited by by Kiss, and they knew that oh Kiss that's that rock and roll band that Daddy listens to, but it's it's. Also, now it's a cartoon and it's in their world and it's in, in you know, on their radar as, as something cool. And it just ex- expands the life of it to yet, you know, another generation of, of, of fan. So, yeah, it's, it's brilliant and, and good for that. I mean, my main objection with Kiss has always been the laziness of their set list. I think they've got incredibly talented musicians and to keep it sort of to the same 15 songs for a decade now. You know, yes, there's a song change here and there, but they could do so much more with Eric and Tommy. That that's that's my objection. But this, good good on them, good for them, and good for us. It's a fun little entertaining package we get to watch and pretend that we're showing it to our kids when 
we're watching it for ourselves. Yeah. Like I said, I only watched 20 <laughs> minutes of it and, and I enjoyed it. Um, you know, maybe after an hour in, I'll, I'll have a different uh, opinion of the whole thing, but definitely cool, yeah. cool first 20 minutes. And, uh, Look it's forward good. to hearing your opinion and review of the uh, of the movie of the Scooby Doo. Yeah, well, listen, it's, I'm sure just it's, it's going to be a review where it's just going to be one word fun. It's yeah. going to be a fun little thing. We'll see. I'll get it probably in the next week or two because I think it comes out July 21st or something on uh, or late July on on DVD Blu-ray. Okay, and uh, there'll there'll be a, a lazy Sunday morning where I'll just say, all right. Watch Scooby Doo with my toast. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Cool. There you go. Looking forward to it, actually. Absolutely. And and Mitch, what are you listening to right now? Any any cool stuff you can tell us about? What are some of your your favorite huh. records of the of the month? Well, you know what? I've gone uh, probably a little soft for a lot of your listeners. Um, uh, the, oh God, I'm, I, didn't, I don't even know if I want to admit this, but uh, Nelson. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they have an album called Peace Out. Um it it's just it's just a really fun record. It's it's fluffy. Right. You know it's it, it's not heavy metal, but it's as good as any melodic rock from anything from the 80s. It it's just big choruses, big hooks, incredible melodies. Uh I got it and I thought, "Ugh, Nelson." And I put it on and I was like, oh, Nelson, I really like it. And the other one that I sort of had the same reaction to was Human Era by Trickster. I got, oh, Trickster. And um, it's got big hooks, big melodies, just a lot of fun. You know, you're not going to save the world with this. We're not saving whales. There's no messages. It's just fun stuff. And if I had to pick between the two, I think Nelson gets uh, wins. You know, I think they 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 have a little bit nicer melodies. I know on a talking metal show when you say I like Nelson, it's sort of like eh, yeah. Well, my wife in and your I, card, but <laughs> my wife I and I, it. one of our first dates was a was a Nelson concert. <laughs> yeah, did you pick BB up this King. album? Uh, Peace I, Out? I haven't heard it. No, I have not heard Peace Out yet. But, did you uh, like Nelson back in the day? Nah, I mean, I didn't mind the. I, all I knew was the one or two uh, singles hits. that they had, and I think I did have the Nelson cassette, but I, I don't think I listened to it much. But my wife was was a fan of of theirs back in the day. So, yeah, I, I I will readily admit that I totally ignored them back in the day. This is the first Nelson product that has crossed my door, and I thought it was going to go crossing out the door straight away the other way and it didn't it's actually quite entertaining so maybe i should go back and check out some of the old stuff but it's, it's a listen it's a great fun album and if your wife liked them then i'm sure she will like this now yeah absolutely well i'll definitely let her know and uh you know what a good record is that you should check out like a good hard rock record yes, is yeah, the I, guy the guy from angel um frank domino has a, a oh, new yeah, record yeah, yeah. Out, old habits die hard uh, I just did an interview with him, which you know forced me to listen to the new record, and that was a good thing because it, it, it's. I am not just saying this because he was recently a, a guest on Talking Metal. He, he the record's really good. Oz Fox on guitar, Eddie Ojeda does some of the guitar playing on oh, it too. Oh, fingers! Yeah, Punky Meadows. They they dig him up and yeah. and he's playing on it. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really good group of you know older rockers delivering some some great hard rock you know 
raw it has that raw sound that Angel had on on those early records and a lot Isn't of fun. Isn't it great though discovering music this way? I mean, yeah. I never would have given Nelson a second thought and the, the album came through as part of an interview, you know, uh for one on one and it turned out to be great. Andy Beersack of Black Veil Brides, I never would have discovered them. They did an interview when I was on that Kiss podcast and we've done a couple on uh, the one on one great hard rock um gothard that band out of switzerland last year they had a new album called bang and i did an interview i had i I had truly no clue as to who they were and their entire back catalog is fantastic it's just it's just you know the bullet boys i interviewed their new album elefante i thought the bullet boys great album isn't that just sort of the the great part of doing these podcasts and doing these interviews you discover bands that there's no way you would have even thought of twice about you know yeah absolutely cool well i want to wrap up today's show by reminding everyone to come to montreal and and check out the heavy montreal festival august 7th 8th and 9th again mitch and i will be there hanging out doing interviews and and broadcasts and all sorts of fun stuff live from the event and also um militia vox who i don't know if you guys remember her she's been on the show numerous times she is the lead singer of judas priestess and she's a friend of of mine a friend of john astronomy's a a friend of of my wife's she is uh out there with a solo album on the way and the single has actually been released it's on itunes again it's militia vox and uh, definitely go support her by purchasing this song on iTunes. The the new single here is called Vow, and we're going to end today's episode by checking that out here on Talking Metal. Mitch, thanks a lot. Always a pleasure. This is Vow by Militia Vox.